1: Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday to War Games, episode twenty-seven. Joining us, let me oh, y- as always is my wonderful co-host, Liam. Liam, what's wrong with the world? Oh,
2: the world is a fuck.
1: It's literally ten minutes before we were to click record on this podcast. The news broke that Howard Finkel died at the age of sixty-nine, and like, it it can't it can't be overstated the to degree to which he was like the 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 soundtrack to wrestling of my childhood. In a way that he's like the best ring announcer of all time, and he's he's ugh, it's heartbreaking. Like oh god, like why? Well, yesterday was bad enough, and now this. Like ugh, nothing is good anymore. It's just the world is a bleak, depressing place full of bad news, endlessly piling dictators on top of frickin' pandemics on top of beloved heroes dying, and it's. Hey, podcast, how you doing, Liam? Le- yeah, that's... Rasslin'.
2: Uh, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's Rastlin. i just...
1: Man, think. Yeah. It's a rough one. It really is. Uh, <sighs> how are you doing otherwise? <laughs> I don't know. Living. Surviving in this time of... Horror. We had the 20 like, something people being released yesterday, which is yay. We've got to maintain those profit margins. Woo.
2: The company wouldn't have survived otherwise.
1: Oh, yeah. They're only going to make a billion dollars this year, Liam. Coronavirus has really hit them hard. All now those other make a companies. Billion and eight. That don't have any money. The 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 freaking don't a billion dollar TV deals to prop them up. All of those haven't cut anybody, but WWE had to. Oh, Tanahashi went to the Japanese government to (laughs) to fight for the smaller companies, not for New Japan, but for the smaller companies to fight on their behalf to advocate that pro wrestling should be the last thing to open back up. But nah, WWE had to do this because God forbid Vince McMahon's stock price goes down and he loses money.
2: It wasn't even. It's not like it was gonna go down down. It's like it was just like it's already at like. What, 10 cents?
1: <sighs> what
2: a time that a we live in.
1: a time, in You know, it was,
2: it, was, it was such, like, a weird mixture of feelings I had while I woke up and had this all dumped on me, um, like, because I was, like, I was really happy for the people who finally got their releases who had been asking for them forever, <laughs> but I also, like, just depressed for Drake Maverick
1: <laughs> and Heath Slater and such. And people like Zack Ryder. The people who thought, look, like, Mike Chioda has been working there since 1989 for 31 years. And mm. he got cut this this week. It's like There's no loyalty in that company. No, none whatsoever. The core cool
2: world of business has influenced
1: that company more than prior wrestling. And the freaking government of Florida, the mayor of Florida, being like, oh, WWE is a family. They look after each other and then... Days after they're declared essential, they declare how unessential everybody is by firing them. Yep. That's, it's, this is a, it's a fun time, and then Fink dies, and everything is miserable and sad. Mm-hmm. This is a high-energy, enthusiastic opening to a podcast that you always want to get people fired up to listen to takes about all of the wrestling dynamite in WWE NXT. In front of zero people in front of zero people as a staunch
2: reminder that
1: nothing good is happening in this world nothing is normal anymore this is the new norm baby apparently the word normal is at the highest google search it has ever been people are having a real rough time with resident evil 3 (laughs) Uh, solid joke
2: yeah (laughs) if you think about it the world is kind of resident evil 3 right now
1: aren't we all a little resident evil 3 at heart a little worse than we were last year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a very apt a very apt metaphor, as we I guess. Have you we'll played get...
2: Resident Evil three yet?
1: <laughs> I haven't. I played two. Two is very good, the remake. I just watched a full playthrough. But it kept me engaged to watch it all in one go. Well it's only four hours or so, so it's not that hard to watch all in one go. It was an eight hour uh, stream. Uh, it's, it's like I thought runtime on that game is about four thirty. Uh they played on the hardest difficulty available. At the time. Do you play on hard difficulties? Because I don't. I'm a coward.
2: I... I don't. I'm too much of a baby. I don't like losing enough to play on hard difficulties.
1: Because usually I won't go for the very baby difficulty unless I'm having trouble.
2: Oh, I'll never go baby, but I'll stick to normal.
1: Yeah, I'll be like, whatever the, the option above baby is. <laughs> i like, yeah, that's that's my level. When you are playing DMC3, did you get the baby option? I got the baby option within level 2, Liam. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect of me? It's a hard that's... game. Because there's that, that ghoul thing, the boss at the end of level 2, and that yeah. killed me at least, like, 15 times. So then it's like...
2: <laughs> I know people who have gotten, like, um, the baby option at literally level 2 at the start where you have to fight the first, like, boss. Yeah, that's that's where I got it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm that person, Liam. <laughs> I don't know. That thing That's not that hard very like You can, you can parry it.
1: You see, I've learned in video games. I have absolutely no patience for any like parrying system or anything. This is the reason I like blood. Yeah, but War you don't hard. even have to use the parrying system if you don't want to. No, you don't. But then you have to get used to how to not use it. You. It takes longer to learn how to play the game without the parry than it does to play the game with the parry. So. Uh, Yeah, that's the reason I like Bloodborne Bloodborne, very aggressive very get in the face of the enemies as opposed to you know stand back and use a shield or something
2: raise your shield which is I
1: think also the reason I I didn't particularly care for God of War the 2018 one because that was a lot of you know oh you have to wait for the enemy to attack you then you parry it and then fight back it's like no I just want to go in and kill things it's like Final Fantasy 7 it's all about just going in and killing things the
2: game is so pretty
1: it, except for the occasional periods in which it's not it's very strange
2: oh, the occasional periods in which textures just don't load
1: yeah it's just blurry as
2: shit and it's like but it's all right. like i just gotta think like man this game's gonna be i'll probably
1: play it when it gets a ps5 port well, you can wait until like i don't know 2033 when they do the definitive collection of final fantasy 7 and you can just play it as one game
2: i wait till 2070 when they do Final Fantasy VII Remake Remake.
1: <laughs> or Remake 2. <laughs> remake <Friends>. X2. <laughs> it's Square Enix, so they will give it the most convoluted name imaginable.
2: The only, the only company that is better than um, Square Enix at doing the complicated names
1: is um, Arc Systems. Yeah, it's just blaze blue, cross, bloody blur, sixty, seventy, nine, <laughs> eight. Guilty Gear, Revolution, XR two. It's like what are you doing? What are Extra. you doing? Oh well So we have wrestling shows to talk about, Liam?
2: It's like the li- most like the only wrestling I watch now is these shows. And mm. like if I didn't have to watch one of them, I probably wouldn't.
1: So you should I'd say be watching you'd...
2: so little wrestling
1: and uh, like I uh, I've I've said this already I'm very much over empty arena wrestling I don't particularly like it even when it's I don't good care for it. I don't particularly like it and like cuz well, even
2: when it's good I think man this would be so much better if there's a
1: crowd yeah and we'll get into a very bad empty arena match tonight <laughs> but oh, will we or if you like that match I will shout at you um <laughs> but yeah <laughs> We 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 have reached we've reached the stage like we're, we'll still do this show because you know they're still doing the television shows so we might as well.
2: So one of them quits.
1: But yeah, I'm I'm very much over all of this. <laughs> I'm just over all of this. Just all just, of it.
2: It's like I don't even blame them. Like for for I mean I blame them for doing live stuff, but I don't blame them for airing the tape stuff. Mm. But it's like, can we? I don't know I think I'd also be fine If we just weren't Watching shows And then we just came back With big shows mm. Cause like it's, It sucks for the first Couple of weeks But like As I'm going through Right now with um, uh, Critical role Being on hiatus Like the first two weeks Really sucked Cause you get excited For the day And you're like Oh wait it's not happening But then after that You just kind of Forget about it And you're just excited For when it will Come back
1: life moves on yeah it's, it's worse when you're like oh double or nothing is still happening and I'm like I don't want to watch pay-per-view matches like
2: this just cut everything and have double or nothing be your show back just cut everything and have a big NXT super show with both NXT UK and NXT and have that be your show back it's not it's called a called the hard concept yeah but I meant more like a big old takeover that has like Volta versus Balor and such
1: Yeah, but as I said, it is what it is, and it is what it will be for the foreseeable future. This is, like, the most, like, almost NPR-level show that we've ever done. (laughs) Well, like, it's heartbreaking news, literally. Literally, as we were about to hit record, after already, like, yesterday, I just couldn't do anything. Like you, you had you at least had the the luxury, luxury of waking up and just having it all dumped in you at once. It's just like sitting there all day. It's like and now this person is fired, and now this person is fired, and now this person is fired, and it's all just very sad. And it happened over the space of like five hours. And it's just like oh, this I just I just sat WWE, there for most of the day.
2: WWE really does it in the most immoral way possible.
1: Because yeah, they, they wait till people pick up the phone and then and, and then just, they announce them right after. Like, just, that's that's a terrible just wait until tomorrow and just announce them all at once. Why is that so hard? And someone there will be like, oh, well, it'll get out. It's like, who gives a shit if it gets out?
2: Like, save the fucking mindset of, like,
1: the people who were literally working on your live wrestling show that day. Like, as I said, I can't imagine the people who had to work on NXT last night who were just, like, their friends are being fired, the company is entirely uncertain, their producers are being fired, or, well, uh, furloughed, and... Mm. They just have to go out there and produce a television show, I guess. If I'm someone like Aaliyah, I was I would be like, Ugh, I'm out here. Yeah, I, mean, I still have a job, I guess. I'm in the clear. AW Dynamite opened with another Jake Roberts promo. Jake, we really can't say enough good things about Jake. He's, he's phenomenal. He's so good. It's Like the best part of the show every week. <laughs> he is like, and he, oh, they always, they're opening the show every week with a two, three minute Jake promo, and they're always fantastic. And it's just like, yeah, at least, at least we have that silver lining in this deep, dark world. Just more Jake. Yeah, we also got a, a hype package for Colt to tell us who he was before Lance Archer defeated Colt, Colt. Cabana. So it's just because, like, Colt's a good, serious promo when he needs to be. Colt's like, uh, he's one of those, like, like utility players that you can put in any role. Like, you could give Colt a a, a champion, a, a, a challenger of the month world title match, and people would buy it. And you could have him doing undercard comedy, and people could buy it. And you could have him on tag team, and people could buy it. You can put him on commentary, and people will buy it. He's one of those people, mm. you, you can literally, you can literally do anything you want with Colt Cabana, including have him establish credibility for Lance Archer, <laughs> which is what this match was about.
2: Unlike uh, a, um, A Marco or a similar similar level wrestler in the company, even though he's like new, has a lot of stakes still. I feel
1: to even the casual audience, because like he's he's spent years and years building up his brand and building up his reputation. And as and it's funny because he's never done that as a serious pro wrestler, man. He's never done that as like a guy who takes himself seriously and needs to be pushed. And yet people take him seriously and and invest in him. Because, you know, he's very talented and people care about him. He also has um, those moments, like, because he's such a utility
2: player, where they can put him in these big uh, feuds or angles and it doesn't feel forced. Mm. Like, in every company he's been in, excluding one, (laughs) um, that's always been the case, you know what I mean? It's like, when he was doing Endo Berry stuff, like, he could be what you needed him to be. But then also he can have a best of seven series with Adam Pearce all around the world that gets a lot of positive praise. In Ring of Honor, you have him come back in, but then when you need him to, you have him turn up and have a very serious program with Jay Lethal. He's a good wrestler. A good and diverse, a good, yeah, like I said, utility player.
1: So yeah, Lance Archer beat him in a, a really nice little match. You know, it was a, it was cold got enough that he didn't get squashed, but also Lance didn't give so much that he... Because I, I, I always insist, people are like, monsters should be indestructible, and I'm like, no, they shouldn't. The key to a hmm. good monster is the amount of vulnerability they show. It's not it's not being invulnerable because you have to believe the person can beat them. So it, they have to sell enough that they remain credible, but not so much that they veer into um like like, you know, a cartoon character or, or or that people don't take them seriously anymore. There there's like that line, but that's like being invulnerable is not interesting.
2: I feel like the core Oh, the thing that makes these giant characters the scariest is, like, the fact that they are men. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're just people who are giants. They're not, like, m- these supernatural beings that you shouldn't be afraid of. Like, this is, like, you could imagine just walking into a store and, like, Lance is just there and he'll just kick the shit out of you. He's- That's why it's more effective than, I don't know, a giant mummy called the Yete.
1: He seems so much taller. I never considered Colt a small man. I know Lance is very tall, but like he was like a full like head and a half above Colt. It's like, dear God, this man is gigantic. Which is even funnier when you see him next to like Jake
2: and he's just peeking over Jake.
1: Yeah, it's like is Colt like, small? Like, Did I just never realize Colt is small? No, like because Colt's like six foot. Yeah, like, six one on a good day. Dear God, Lance is a Lance is gigantic. Britt Baker was in her dental practice. She was giving out about having her face broken. <laughs> about it,
2: she's, she's so good at this stuff, man. <laughs> Again, I like I like her just being like completely in
1: her own head, thinking she's like the coolest chick. <laughs> yeah, it's like because, like in many ways her character has well it has but. It's they've just reframed all the dentist stuff that she's like I'm a dentist look at me I achieve things unlike you other dopes and then well, she goes she's, said, she's
2: saying like I achieve things unlike you other dopes but you
1: can <laughs> she's she's inspiration she's the the, the the true role model the true inspiration for all these other women in the AW women's division
2: she's like that um like that girl or guy that you'd be in class with and you'd like see them upset after they get the test result and you're like oh man what'd you get and they're like ugh B plus <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, shut up! <laughs> shut your mouth!
1: Uh, They had a bunch of people uh, as talking heads throughout the night uh, hyping up Hager and Moxley. Sure they sure had a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of people from Bellator MMA as well, I might add surprisingly all siding with jake hager <laughs> mm, uh, including mike goldberg which is funny because WWE spent
2: years
1: trying to hire mike goldberg like going back to 2005 i think was when they originally tried to poach him from ufc and even when he left ufc i think they were interested in him again in what was that 2017 or so like the years and years trying to get mike goldberg and then he just randomly pops up at aw it's funny it's because they weren't trying to poach him <laughs> It's Much
2: easier when you just say, "Hey, do this small thing for it for a guy that you might like or have a good relationship. Seemingly had a good
1: relationship with." Also, also
2: everyone's at home and bored.
1: That's true too. Like, yes, yes, I'll be on TV. I'll keep my name out there. Mm. It's better than me just sitting here. There's also an, a, an upsetting number of inner circle people in these talking head sauce. It's like I wonder Dude, that's who they want that's hilarious though.
2: But
1: that's that's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Uh, yeah, because they had Santana Ortiz and the Sammy there, and no one on the, they could have at least got Renee, uh, Renee Young or something <laughs> I think that they should just have Renee get her
2: fired too. Um, uh. It's like I'm really interested. In, it's never going to be a dynamic that's like actually explored, but like I would have loved to have heard Jericho's thoughts on someone in his group going for his title. Because mm. like it seems, cause like he never really talked about it. You know what I mean? Like, even when he talked about the the match, he would always be like, oh, Hager's gonna, like, fuck him up. But he's never like, oh, yeah, he's gonna take the title.
1: <laughs> that's supposed to be my title. Where's my rematch?
2: Yeah, so... I, did, I do
1: like, every time he's on commentary, it's like, the inner circle never hit each other with their own moves.
2: <laughs> yeah. Which, they have. But not their finishes. That's the distinct difference. Mm-hmm.
1: I also like that Jericho um, takes credit for literally every signing. Like, it's established yes. he's taking credit for Mox. He obviously took credit for Sammy. Even in the opener, he's like, I gave the recommendation for Lance Archer to come here.
2: To the powers that be. Um, it's, it's good stuff, man. Uh, Jericho, he wasn't as good as last week, but, like, even though he's not, wasn't as good as last week, he was still, like, you know, an A. Mm. <laughs> like, I like Jericho. We all like Jericho. How can you not like Jericho? Jericho.
1: Uh, Brit Baker then defeated Cassandra Golden. Cassandra Golden, who was on impact two weeks ago, actually.
2: Wow. She, uh, she did not get the Cassandra Golden's All Elite tweet afterwards, unfortunately.
1: No, and she lost very quickly, so I don't imagine yeah. she will. Uh,
2: I don't know how I feel about um,
1: Britt doing the bite the ropes curb stomp because that's such a big spot for me. Yeah, she shouldn't do it on. I suppose if she, if she, she, I suppose she can do it on Cassandra Golden because Cassandra Golden will probably never be seen again. Yeah. Uh, is a good. Ch- I think it probably
2: becomes her Pentagon arm break, or mm. Randy Orton punt. Mm. I think the thing with like, I think the arm break was always better. Like, this is a really weird off topic thing. I think the arm break and uh, the teeth kicking in <laughs> it will be better than the punt because like you can sell those effects more visually. Like the guys that fought Pentagon would come back in like th- three four weeks with like a bandaged up arm to wrestle. So like you could have. Um, maybe not Cassandra because you don't know if she'll be back or not. But, um, who did she do it to first? Uh, I think it might have been Yuka. And, um, she can, like, come out out with, like, some sort of a face thing. I don't know what (laughs) dentist, What, what, face thing? What would you have for broken jaw and teeth?
1: (laughs) I guess you could sell it by having her wear a mouth guard or something for a while.
2: Which would be hilarious, then, if the mouth guard drops out one punch glass jaw, she just gets, like, pinned. Yeah. Like, permanent injury has, like, taken place during this move. That's what you do if you really want to put the move over.
1: This is the, the Matt Jackson four-year back injury. Which obviously will be paying off at on BT200. One can only imagine. We then had the Bubbly Bunch. The Bubbly Bunch. Which I am slightly disappointed they didn't do it all in the windows. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I were to do that, I would have done it all in the windows and just had, like, Sammy making dopey faces while somebody else talks. But alas, it was still very entertaining. Sammy like Doing like The worst Spanglish ever Because yeah. Matt Hardy Called him A fake Latino
2: he is a false Spanish god uh, These guys are just Really great together I, also, I was really impressed With Ortiz In this
1: segment I thought he was Really charismatic Ortiz is, like, the most charismatic, funny person in the world. Like, it's, it's one of those things where he shows up in Impact and he's like, you know, Satana's obviously the better wrestler. And it's like, oh, Ortiz is there too. And then you slowly you realise, wait, Ortiz is, like, insanely funny and charismatic and, like, just, just stick a camera on him and he will always be amusing and he'll shout the best very loudly <laughs> and hilariously. That's probably why they compliment each other so well. Because,
2: mm. like, um, Santana's a bit more of the serious...
1: Uh, guy and Ortiz is just like the wild card. That's not the uh, to say Santana is the better wrestler. It's not the besmirch Ortiz. Who is also a very yeah, because I wrestler, love Ortiz. So I, I I
2: really enjoy his matches. Yeah. I want to see more of him in single stuff too. I want to see them both more in
1: single stuff. The bubbly bunch. God, it like every time they do something. Like and it's like when you remember when they debuted in October. It's like what a weird group of people this is. And now
0: it's, it's just still like still
1: kind of weird though.
2: Like, You still look at them and you're like. how do these people mesh the real like thing will be if they ever add another member like will that
1: completely throw the dynamic Mm. six is a lot of people five is a nice stable number well the thing is they always said they want to add a female to it who would you
2: add i don't know you need to have someone who can keep up with the charisma that's the thing oh brit then i was gonna say maybe you could have brit because like brit would be able to play along with everything really well hmm Oh, the, I think also the image of Brit coming out with like swagger
1: behind her as like the heater that would be really cool. <laughs> she would. he would be much larger than her.
2: Mm. <laughs> she comes out doing the um like the Prince Devitt thing on Bad Like Farley's shoulders, <laughs> except she's doing it on Jack's holder uh, Jack's holder uh, shoulders.
1: Mm. Uh, Sammy Guevara. Pe- <laughs> then went on to defeat Pineapple Pete and the Shug D. It, it was a perfectly fine match.
2: Jericho botches everyone's names and I don't know if it's intentional or not it's clearly just shtick he just called him Sugar the entire time it's, like, it's clearly not his name
1: the way he did it I think it was clearly him doing a bit because he was like Sug Sugar Shug <laughs> he couldn't get it right and then he got frustrated and was like nah pineapple Pete give
2: Shug D a, a signing give him a contract
1: have him work a main event program with Jericho Oh, he definitely should get a match at the very least. And Sammy faces Darby Allen next week? That one's next week, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it's either that or it's Kip yes, yes, and yes. Dustin. I like how you can
2: tell which people are within the vicinity of the tapings because they're on every show now. Whereas for Forward Dynamite it'd be like
1: a two week break before you see people. Yeah, Kip Sabian would disappear for a month at a time. Or Sean Spears is suddenly on the show. Yeah, two weeks Sean in a Spears row. is on two weeks in a row. <laughs> Sean Spears has uh, been on Dynamite for the last five weeks In some capacity He's finally made it He's Via attrition He has finally made his, his AEW. He's made his mark Good work Sean He's heartless you know uh, Kip Sabian defeated Chuck Taylor In a fine match in which I was kind of mad that Chuck lost
2: Yeah but Kip's in the <laughs> tournament I don't care <laughs> I like how I, during this match, I messaged you saying, I hope Kip and Havoc are a team, and then they became a team by
1: the end of it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc attack Orange Cassidy. By the way, Chris go on commentary was going after Orange Cassidy, and it made me realize- They're definitely having a match. I hope They're... that's
2: double or nothing. Like,
1: screw them out, Hardy stuff. I hope that's your double or nothing match. Yeah, they will definitely wrestle someday, and it will be absolutely majestic.
2: Oh, actually, no. Save it for people. I think that needs that needs to be a match with people. Yeah, it's all out when you come back. But Jericho and that being said, Orange, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is definitely showing up when Jericho goes to the Matt Hardy compound.
1: He'll, yeah, they'll, he'll 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 be like I don't know under the boat. <laughs> under the boat,
2: yes. He's going to be under the boat, and then he's going to like annoy Jericho, and Jericho's going to take a move, and that's going to set that up for later.
1: Mm. So yeah, Sabian big Taylor. It's I'm I'm very over Kip Sabian. I never want to see him wrestle again. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't mind him.
2: Like I'm not like you know fawning over Kip Sabian but like I don't really don't mind him. He's just kind of there for me. Sean Speer has defeated Justin Law big squash. He fought the law and he won. Yeah. More like
1: just out of law. Nah, there's nothing I th- <laughs> I thought of that joke while watching it. <laughs> I was like uh, literally while saying it, it's like there's it's not even a joke. There's nothing here. Next week uh, indeed next week we have Orange Cassidy versus Jimmy Havoc Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian versus Dustin oh, World. plus Kenny Omega in action
2: I hope it's Kenny Omega versus Shugdy <laughs> sure
1: and then our main event hey Garrett don't don't you dare <laughs> hey Garrett
2: <laughs> I like this match <laughs>
1: This is this is this was worse than Gargano and Champa. That's my I hot take. I liked this match. This match yeah. was god-awful.
2: I liked it a lot.
1: It <laughs> did nothing. I am so over 30-minute empty arena matches. Just yeah, th- okay. stop it. Yeah. Just I- stop. <laughs> stop torturing me with these endless walk and brawls in front of nobody okay. we're gonna punch no reaction punch okay. no reaction fall down okay. lie there for four minutes Garrett, punch please. no reaction Garrett. go through two commercial breaks punch Garrett, no reaction oh we're gonna roll on the floor and do some holds for Garrett. no reason Garrett. and that goes for 30 minutes Garrett, i'm talk. sick of it i don't want it anymore liam i'm just I'm, I'm just I'm, no stop Garrett, doing this to me Garrett, stop Garrett, it me please Garrett. No, no, no.
2: I like the match. (laughs) That being said, I do think it was way too long, but I still like the match. There are
1: principles of empty arena wrestling. There are things you can do in front of a crowd that you simply cannot do in front of no crowd brawling endlessly while doing nothing is one of those things. Because if the crowd's hot, if the crowd's into that while you're brawling through the crowd, it's like, oh yeah, look at these two, they're tearing into each other. And if they're not, which they'll never be, because there's nobody there, it's just endless nothing. It's just like, we're going to walk through these chairs, and nothing's going to happen, and we're going to put on a mediocre-looking figure four around a pole, and that's the highlight. And then you're like, Gary, just leave me alone. May I, may I speak of the, the things that I liked in the match? Uh, you be, be short, be brief, be intense, be physical. I'm you, oh, you, you oh, the talking about me bro. in my
2: description, the description of why I like the match. Yes, there you go. <laughs> be short, right. be brief, be intense. <laughs> And physical. That's the most important <laughs> part. Alright, I'll be very quick. Um I liked the opening of the match. It was very blood sport grapply, which I like, but I can Bad. understand why people why yes, I can understand why people wouldn't like that, but I enjoyed the grappling. I, I liked that um, Hager came across like a bear just constantly trying to smother Mox throughout the match. I liked that Mox threw some real hard shots in there. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> but I do think it went too long.
1: So I, you you do agree on that? Tony Khan being like, "This is gonna be one of the best empty arena matches on the history of wrestling." It's like it was like the third best empty arena match on this television show. Yeah, it was the best. But
2: anyway, <sighs>
1: I hate everything. There's nothing I enjoyed I this match. It
2: it gave me the most. Uh, uh...
1: Well, Hager was out of breath though. Jake Hager against John Moxley going thirty minutes would be a tough sell in front of the hottest audience in the history of pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's ninety-eight raw in like New York. <laughs> yeah, it's an insurmountable challenge in front of nobody. And Jake Hager should not be going longer than eight minutes, as you said. I didn't say that, but <laughs> I, I I I I'm adapting what you said about it. You're, you're taking of... <laughs> my
2: words. Yes. But, uh... Yeah, I I liked that they both had their camo (laughs) shorts on for this fight (laughs) Mm. because I liked that Jake wore his MMA trunks as opposed to his wrestling gear because it was a big fight. Um, But unfortunately, um, Jake Hager can no longer go home and can no longer see his children. That's true. That was the stipulation of the match. So is Mox the bad guy?
1: Uh no he lost. Mox didn't put that stipulation on him. His wife, his wife did. His wife's the bad guy. Much like I was, Gargano's the good guy. I'm
2: now. Hager was the good guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh please, never make me sit through thirty minute empty arena matches again. I'm I'm so tired of them. I I I do like the only person I can trust to go longer than like fifteen minutes in an empty arena setting is Kenny it's Omega. Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else not allowed. What Kenny if it Ken? was Kenny
2: Omega versus Jake Hager?
1: uh it's still jake so no eight minutes well uh, well that's pretty Arthur,
2: okay show but it had a good start for me and it had a decent end for me but that's about it it had a
1: good start for me and that's about it this is brit, <laughs> brit was the second best part of the show i think i liked brit yeah right. i even liked sean spears entrance <laughs> that's true that was it was a nice little squash for him too I thought he looked in more, he, the bubbly he, bunch yeah he looked uh, the bubbly bunch was too good too I, I thought Spears looked more intense than he's looked in recent matches he was really sinking his shit in well, really. I, I know we skipped over that match but I did actually like
2: the the two minute story that they were telling where like uh, Spears was kind of like taking it easy like a house show and then the guy fought back and he got a move more intense I thought that was a pretty cool story yeah, for a squash heck out because of like, sometimes like squash matches they don't even it's, you don't want to tell a story you just want to have the dude beat the guy up but like this one was had a nice little story arc in that two minutes.
1: Mm hmm. That brings us to WWE NXT, which opened with Finn Balor against Fabian Eichner in a match I actually really enjoyed. I thought this was a really, I really liked this match. Yeah, I thought this was a. As I said, if if I'm talking about principles of empty arena wrestling, I think this match hit on most of them. It was intense. It was physical. It was viscerally impressive. You know, you have to substitute the fact that like a, uh, unless you sink in a punch, a punch isn't going to get the same reaction, or a chop isn't going to get the same. Well, actually, chops work because you know they, they make very loud sounds. Chops but, work in any sense. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, when they were doing like really good sequences of wrestling you're like this is good wrestling this is actually stuff that i can respond to it helps that both bella and eichner
2: are like a dynamic performers Mm. who can who know when to like gear it up to the next level like um which is funny because like you don't really think of bella like that anymore you kind of think of him of doing slightly more of a methodical style than when he used to go like hard like that but um, ironically, even, uh, Eichner kind of is much like a younger Balor in the way he works these kind of matches. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, if you go back and you look at, like, some Apollo 55 Balor singles matches, like, him and Eichner are quite similar. I Like, I don't think Eichner is at the same level yet, but I think, like, he could be. I, I'm I'm really high on Eichner. Yeah, I thought this match ruled. Um, I, 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 thought like, was really, I good. really like this match.
1: This match was great.
2: I thought this was a really good story in this match, too, where it's like, Balor was clearly the better singles guy, but of had um, had his partner on the, out on the outside messing with Balor the whole time to try and even up the the big power gap between the two.
1: And then Balor eventually drop-kicked Barthel through a rail, which was nice. I was like, is Balor a heel or a face? <laughs> I believe he's a babyface now, but then he challenged Velveteen Dream later in the show, so maybe he's, a, he's only... He's, a, he's like Bret Hart. He's a babyface mm. in NXT UK and a heel in <laughs> NXT... <laughs>
2: He's he's just going to switch over. He, like When when needed, he'll
1: go to whatever position he needs. Yeah, so they're still building up to Finn against Walter whenever that can possibly happen.
2: At the NXT TakeOver Super Show.
1: Come on. Yes. Yeah, that's not ruled. Actually, speaking yeah. of things that ruled, I loved this Charlotte for video package. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, it laid out. Fair enough, they didn't tell this story, but they, it laid out a really, like, coherent story of how, like, she beat Paige, she beat uh, Trish Stratus, she beat the old generation of women, and obviously she beat all the current horse women. She, she, beat becky she beat sasha she beat bailey and now she's Rhonda. going after the next generation and ronda yeah she kicked ronda out she smashed her skull and yeah now she's going after the next generation she's coming down to nxt because she's she's beat the past she's beat the present it's... now she wants to beat the future i was like this is just a really good simple story that makes sense and you
2: know, the other thing is too whoever the babyface is that beats her and kicks her out of nxt is going to get such a great rub from it too which, the question is, who should that be? I suppose it should probably
1: still be Rhea Ripley.
2: Yeah, I think you have Charlotte kind of run through everyone for a while,
1: and then at the NXT TakeOver Super Show, you have Rhea beat her and win the title back. Even the way, like, she gave me I, I assume she'll wrestle Mia Yim next week or the week after. I don't think they announced it for next week. Uh, but, like, well,
2: she, she She has Eo first, doesn't
1: she? Yeah, she, well, she said she wants to face Mia first, so that might, might be non-title, I guess. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I assume she'll
2: just have a couple of non-title matches. But it's yeah, it'd was... cool to see Charlotte in NXT though, because I actually like her in the NXT format because they're mm. normally shorter matches.
1: And yeah, she was like she was like me. Um, me was my first opponent in NXT, and we've had parallel careers. And now to see where she's come, and, and like they gave meaning to what would otherwise be a throwaway. I I thought this was a three minute video package. and It was one of the best things on either of these shows this week. It made Charlotte feel like a big deal. It did, and she like very well delivered, very well produced. This was great stuff. I liked this a lot. It's on the WWE YouTube page as well. You can watch it. Um, just keeping ahead to the next match
2: too between Zaylee and Aaliyah. Um, I thought this was actually a pretty cool match too because it was like one of these mid-card NXT matches which normally don't mean anything, but actually had a bit of oomph to it, a bit of fire to it. Yeah,
1: it had the the payoff of that story where she smashed her face and beat and beat her up again a couple of weeks ago, where they brought, they finally brought it forward after months, and now they're. They didn't have, like... I don't think the match was super good, but at least I it, think it, it's, it was like, meaningful. It's, I
2: think it was exactly what these kind of matches are, but, like, mm. at least it had some sort of fire, some sort of uh,
1: stakes to it. Yeah. So, it's, I, I, like, I'm not gonna... I like this episode of NXT a lot. I thought it was one of the best episodes of NXT in months. So... Yeah. And
2: then we uh, we go backstage.
1: Yes, Matt Riddle is on the phone. He's talking to Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's like, oh, who's your partner? And he's not telling him. That's <laughs> a real dick move by Dunne. <laughs> When he was like, bro, I was like, I I wasn't sure what the button on that was supposed to be. Was He was like, was it an enthusiast or a shocked bro because he he actually told him? Or yeah, was so it a he
2: sho- didn't have very good
1: inflection on the voice there.
2: Was it like a bro? Or yeah. was it a
1: bro? So like, was he upset because he wasn't told? Or was he shocked because of who he was told it was? I did. Well, the commentators clarified immediately after that he wasn't told. But still, I was like, I think it would have been cooler if he was
2: like, bro. And then like, they're like, oh, he knows. What does he know that we don't know?
1: Yeah. So, and, yeah, um,
2: let's rewrite NXT. We got the best of the Super Cruises.
1: A, a really damn good match between Akira Tozawa and Isaiah Scott. Mm. Again, um, physical, was... visceral, intense, bringing actual action. This is what empty arena wrestling should be. Tozawa's really good. And I like seeing great. him wrestle again. Uh,
2: when this tournament was announced, I, the thing I was most excited about was the fact that I was going to start getting... Cause I could, what are the highlights of every NXT show? The random cruiserweight match that happens on the show for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get well, at least one every week. Next week we're getting three. Yes. And like, I I'm, I was so excited because I was like, I think our problem with NXT for the most part is that the shows have a lot of meaningless middling matches. And like, this takes that spot while giving it some meaning. Mm-hmm. So like, NXT is immediately going to get brought up a whole notch.
1: So every single one of these cruiserweight tournament matches matter. They have stakes, they have meaning and purpose, and there'll probably be very good wrestling matches.
2: And three of them are going to be really
1: sad. Yeah, oh yeah, the Spud matches are going to be heartbreaking, and you know they Spud's... had to have
2: filmed them already, right? Like they can't I expect this dude to come in after they released him.
1: Spud's a super like dedicated guy, and he will, you know. Well, he'll be going in there trying to work for his job back. And he also, he works in Florida, he lives in Florida, so it's not like he'd be flying in or anything, so...
2: But also, you got fired. Yes, that is, <laughs> you know there's I mean? that. Like, that, is, that is... Like, that. it's still a super shitty position to put the guy in.
1: Mm. Unless they're taped and, already, which, who knows. Yeah,
2: so hopefully they are taped already, and then this dude isn't just getting dragged back in, where everyone's gonna look at him weird. That's that,
1: that, that. Oh, no, I don't wanna think about that. That breaks my heart. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's really heartbreaking, like... Him and Heath were the two that, like, really made me sad. Because I was like, these guys are lifers, I thought.
1: Same, and, like, Zack Ryder. Like, he was, he was, should have like, I thought,
2: like, once he got his, his thing back, like, I always assumed that eventually they were going to transition their podcast and YouTube channel into, like, an official WWE platform.
1: Yeah, uh, like, Zack should have been, like, the, the, the benchmark for what you should want to do. and A guy who was going nowhere, had nothing going on, and built... Everything he had by himself, like that, should be mm. celebrated. That should be multiple rewarded. times.
2: Not even he didn't even just do it once. He's done it multiple times. He built his social media platform, and then he did it all again with a podcast about wrestling figures.
1: God damn it, Zack Ryder! I hope he deserves the world. He's earned
2: the world. I hope he gets picked up by AEW or fuck it, Ring of Honor or some. Give this dude money. Mm. I, but I To be fair,
1: I hope like all of them do because I, like, I still like a lot of the guys that got released. Tazawa yeah. so beat Azai Scott, so he won the first match of the tournament. And he, uh, how does this work? Is it strictly win and loss record? Is it points? I, I don't. It's win and saying. loss,
2: and um, if you beat someone, you have the upper hand on them. If you're in a draw.
1: Cool. Speaking of the tournament, we get a video package for El Hio del Fantasma, which was fine, but Fantasma. I'm very is... excited for El Hio del Fantasma. He's a one move wrestler. He does a cool dive. The rest of it's very boring. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
2: but i like him man I, I i'm excited for him and his lucha boy stable that may or may not happen
1: <laughs> yeah it's weird because it was building to whatever his non Hijo del Fantasma name was i apparently. think he's going to the finals
2: yeah i think the finals are probably gonna be uh is he which bracket is he in i don't remember is he he's not in the akira tozawa as scott bracket is he i don't remember if he's not, I think the finals are going to be Isaiah Scott and him. If
1: it is, I think it's going to be him and Kushida. Mm. They're my two predictions. Lock
2: it in. That's Liam's
1: Lock of the Week. Uh, Tegan Knox defeated Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez in the, the... I think the only thing on this show I actively didn't like. Mm. Uh, I thought, like, why did Raquel Gonzalez lose? i just like, what are you doing? When you watch... Well, have, they're, they're building like, back w- up to tra- another
2: Knox and uh, Kai match. I don't want another one. They've done it three see, times. See, the problem is... Uh, Raquel Gonzalez should have beaten some nobodies on the way to this match, and then mm. lost to Knox because like that's literally the role of the heater, is to beat the like the nobodies and then lose to the actual person who's a challenge. But like this, this was her first match, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying that's why I, that's the one thing I disagree with. This booking. like, I I don't mind Knox beating
1: her, but she should have beaten some random people on the way to fighting Knox. Uh, I think there, there's a very, a much easier way to, like, you, you do T-Knocks against Ra- Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai interferes, which she did in this match, so Raquel Gonzalez not only lost, she lost with help from Dakota Kai, but Dakota yeah. Kai interferes, costs, uh, knocks the match, then they beat her up after the match, Shotzi makes the save, then you get to the tag match next week, and you don't pin Raquel Gonzalez in her first match. Yeah. Uh, a video package on Keithley. There was a
2: couple, there was a couple better ways to handle this, such a scenario.
1: Yes. Most of which involved not losing for Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Or at least not losing. I did
2: like how reason. mean she was though. She yeah, she yeah. had a she rejected a good um intensity.
1: Yeah, I think she 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 again it wasn't a super long match, but she had a good showing for what it was meant to be. Hmm. Uh, we um, had a video Keith package Lee. on Keith Lee, yes, which I I think in theory was all very good, but Keith Lee does not talk like a real human being, so I almost just like <laughs> just just speak, stop he just kind
2: of he just kind of took like he's performing,
1: Yeah, it's, it's like he's reading poetry. it's like stop just talk. Which I don't
2: mind if in like a promo setting, but like when we're trying to see a real guy behind the character,
1: yeah, when the the, the idea of this is the sit down feature where we tell the story of Keith Lee, you know, we get behind the, the veil, we get behind the mask of who he is as a performer to find who he is as a person, and he's still well, the doing this and I I'm be- <laughs> limitless.
2: Couldn't you believe that, like, Keith Lee just talks like that? (laughs) That's just how he, like, talks. Like, wakes up in the morning. Mia him knocks on his door. How are you? And he's just like, I am great. (laughs) (laughs) I woke up feeling well rested.
1: They should make that a heel character. (laughs) He's just, like, super... He's, like, doing the New Day super positive thing. Mm Mm-hmm. He's, like, a motivational speaker, but annoying. Which, in fairness, Mm. all motivational speakers are annoying. Mm-hmm. We
2: got a uh, old Dexter Loomis.
1: Dexter Loomis and his very good entrance music. I will fight you over that. Defeated to cool. hooty monsters. He has a
2: cool look. Like... Yeah,
1: that's it. <laughs> solid little <solid-less> squad. <laughs> that's I, I have. I I took uh, issue with Tom Phillips. Dexter Loomis's finisher is not an anaconda device, It's a head and arm choke. Oh uh,
2: yeah, the the anaconda Vice has the because the, uh, the the head and arm choke is like putting someone to sleep the anaconda vice is like a mixture of like constriction, constriction while also like really fucking up their arm
1: yeah you have to, you have to do the little arm grabby thing and the difference is literally kimura only grabbing the arm it's a kimura
2: choke mixed together kinda yeah so
1: yeah Tomp it's not an anaconda vice or Dexter start grabbing that arm whichever one it's supposed to be do it <laughs> well it's
2: like cause um, Hager does the arm and head joke and he, and cause he's tall he like murders people with it so maybe you just switch to the anaconda vice Mm. short CM Punk won't mind well no one else is using the Anaconda Vice at the moment I know that I well, literally Pike nobody use it, it for a while hmm? um Kojima uses it doesn't he not really he, he busts out the Koji cutter mostly
1: or just the big Lariat for the win so yeah Dexter Lumis is apparently doing something and also up Tenzan
2: was before. the one who invented
1: it oh it was Tenzan not Kojima yeah silly me yeah, but he does like the TDD also he doesn't win very many matches he doesn't wrestle none of these people wrestle anymore so
2: yeah I I will be so sad if like they just stop wrestling like because of this. They, they'll, I need, they'll and even, I need, oh, we're gonna get to a a time soon for the first time in our New Japan fandoms where we won't have the New Japan dads.
1: Well, we'll slowly get a new generation of dads. You know, Goto and Tanahashi Tanahashi's going to be dads. a dad eventually. Tanahashi's really bordering on like dad. Same with Goto. Goto's like sitting right on the
2: edge of dad. Food. Mm, but like I'm just, I'm going to miss the third gen boys.
1: Mm. I'm going to miss uh, Shibata tearing through them that one year. Like, we'll we'll all be very mad in, like, I don't know, six years when Tanahashi is losing most of his G1 matches and he's fallen into dad status. And we're like, we remember when, the days when he was a star and he should be getting, like, the same way people were We're going to those guys it.
2: that we kind of went, yeah, yeah, all right, move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> when, um I guess, when Shota Umino is bowing to Tanahashi in his last G1 after he beats him. Ugh. Mm. <sighs> I'm just, <laughs> I just got me really excited when Shota Umino comes back.
1: You've also reminded me of that very lovely moment in Nagata's last G1 where Fale bowed to him mm. and it was very good. I go back and sweet. I watch that moment. It's, it's so good. All of that, There's... the entire thing is so good. Because
2: I often go back to that show to watch um, the moment where Shibata's music hits mm. and the crowd goes nuts. Um, I'll, I'll watch that Nagata uh, Fale, like last minute as well. And, like, and then like, at the time, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. I knew that, like, they were in a group. But, like, I've gone back since and watched some of the earlier stuff where they were in the same stable. And now, like, that moment just hits extra hard for me. It's so sweet. It's a very lovely moment. Like, because, like, Farley still, like, as much as, like, people rag on Farley and sometimes deservedly so, he still feels like a big deal. And he feels like the ultimate bad guy. Because, like, he's mm. never a good guy. But the one time he decided, oh, I'm going to be good and I'm going to be respectful is for Nagata. And I could appreciate
1: that. I really hope Kojima gets the last run. I'll be so mad if Kojima doesn't get a run. Adam Cole, got a promo on Velvetine Dream, still in his house. He's like, go away, I don't want to be here. Then Dream comes out. <laughs> Sorry nah, for our Dream. New
2: Japan interlude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dream. I'm so I'm so over Dream. I never want to see Dream again, to be honest.
2: Uh have we moved on to the actual Dream
1: promo? Yeah, it's all in one. Finn shows up, Dream talks, well, if I, whatever, something. Finn Balor comes out. He he says week.
2: that Cole's the best NXT champion, and Finn takes offense to that. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I was like, I, obviously, we're not the biggest Dream fans in the world. He doesn't really click with us. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually pretty into a Balor Finn match. I think that might be pretty cool.
1: Balor and Finn are the same person. Sorry, Balor and Dream. There you go. <laughs> well, you'll get one next week. And I'll be very excited for it. Well, they didn't specify that that's a match, though, did they? They said it's a date. Maybe they will go on a date. Maybe it's a literal date.
2: Maybe it's going to be like a a
1: Bros segment. Oh, very good.
2: Maybe it's going to be a cinematch.
1: I was about to say it'll be a final deletion (laughs) the final date letion Oh, no, go away. Never. (laughs) One last date. I will fight you. we got some next weeks. Jack Gallagher faces Phantasma. Drake Maverick faces Jake Atlas. Dr- Drake Maverick faces Jake Atlas. There's a tongue twister for you. Kushida faces Tony De and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez faces Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. I'm really excited for Jake Atlas and Drake Maverick. I think that's going to be a real banger. I hope they do more Jake Atlas than they did in that match against Hostin theory. Is that who he wrestled? Um, No, he Dexter Loomis. And he oh, yes, him. Dexter Loomis. That's who he dropped to.
2: What about the, what's the main event of that show then? Oh, Finn and <laughs> Dream, I guess. One would assume it's Finn and Dream. Assuming that's yeah.
1: a match and not a date. <laughs> now to a match that I fucking loved. Yes, our main event, uh, which was for the NXT World Tag Team Championships, the undisputed year team of Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. Where's Kyle? Oh, he's stuck in Canada. Um, I, he must be in like ISO or something. Or maybe he's stuck in Canada. Maybe he went home. Ah, oh, he could have gone home. Uh, but yeah, the Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong faced the team of Matt Riddle and his mystery partner oh, of Timothy Thatcher. What a like what! It's so weird that Timothy Thatcher is in NXT and he's getting a push, and his debut is in the middle of a pandemic as Matt Riddle's partner. The world is so and his strange. His debut is in a match with like four guys who work, like shooty styles. <laughs> And two of whom he has considerable history with on the indies. So it's like there's like that long term run.
2: It's really cool, man. Like, I'm I'm normally a very, I don't know, pessimist (laughs) when it comes to NXT signings. But like, this one might be like, wow, that's kind of cool.
1: There you go. Yeah,
2: it was a good match. I really like this match. It was very much along the lines of, like, those NXT TakeOver tag matches that'll start the show, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, cool, that's gonna be cool, and then it's like, wow, that rules.
1: Most importantly, Dexter Loomis showed up. (laughs) Yes,
2: randomly. I I was actually listening to you as you were watching this match and just went,
1: ah! (laughs) It's just randomly in weird lighting, hovering in the background. Dexter scare that's what happened it, it really was they should They should. Act, that actually should be the character it should have nothing to do with the four people in this match they should mm-hmm. just do Dexter jump scares in the middle of matches
2: so, like, who's the weirdest one for him to feud with going out of this Bobby Fish
1: <laughs> but
2: like also just him and Matt Riddle randomly
1: <laughs> or him and T- Tim Thatcher's first program in the world wrestling entertainment is against Dexter Loomis <laughs> I was actually thinking
2: while I was watching this match too is Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong the weirdest undisputed error combination possible? It's yeah it. yeah yeah like if there's one combination that you don't think will be challenging for the tag belts it's Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong I guess
1: Colon Fish is weird as well
2: yeah but even Colon Fish I feel like I don't know I feel like they they mesh a little better mm-hmm. Strong and Fish is just such a weird combination and I can't even think of a fun tag name for him. Uh, st- strong fish. Strong fish smell. String fish. S- strong, strong
1: smell of fish. Fish fish Rick. Rod fish Bob. T- uh, um the bobs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ocean... <laughs> no. Bob Rick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh yeah, there's nothing there. There's uh, if you have suggestions for a Bobby Fish Roderick Strong tag team name, please submit them at wargamespodder or in the Discord. I'm partial to Strong Smell of Fish because it's
2: similar to Kings
1: of Strong Kyle. There you go. Uh, but yeah, which Mal- is by far the best name, right? It's 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 very much up there. It, it works very well. I oh I
2: I know what um Bobby Fish and Adam Cole's tag name would be. What? <laughs> it's such a joke that it's just gonna be all in capitals Flay Flay <laughs> like you filet of fish <laughs> <laughs> I, you know I thought of it thought it was great and then said it in my head and was like wait that sucks but I've already <laughs> talked myself into it so Flay Flay is it you're pot and of course of course Strong and um Adam Cole are already a tag team the Dojo Bros mm,
1: it's very fishy <laughs> <laughs> um. ugh <laughs> Ugh, indeed Riddle and uh, Thatcher won after Thatcher submitted Roddy to his Thatcher's a tag champ <laughs> uh, 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 d- did they clarify that that he is is, yeah. is he still standing or for, is he just the tag that, champ now they said
2: that this is for the titles but they had him he, the, he defended he had the, belt. the
1: belts on behalf of Pete Dunne but is he so the are champion they, are they a trio I don't know I don't know they haven't made that clear whether or not this is simply a stand in defense where Pete Dunne is still I, champion he had the or... belt which
2: makes me think that he might be champ because they, they might not know when this is all gonna blow over and Pete will be back to defend the belts. So. Okay,
1: Pete's, oh, Pete's probably locked out for another good two months.
2: Yeah, so like, I assume they'll be t- they'll probably defend the belts against uh, Stokely's boys. Mm, which still they had a promo. Uh, they had a promo, promo, earlier, yeah, had a promo earlier, actually.
1: Still had a promo on the show somewhere, which was a good. because um, it's
2: Stokely. I actually liked it because he went with, along with like which is the line I think we've seen now a couple times where it was like there's 1.2 billion people in India. and These are the two strongest. I was like, that's kind of sick line.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of people
2: there's a lot of people it's a terrifying number of people any number
1: of people over two is terrifying to be fair that is true that brings us to the two people to close the show which were Tommaso Ah Ciampa who was talking (laughs) about technically it was three Scarlet was there too but nonetheless Ciampa was talking about Gargano he's like he's done with all of this aren't we all before not Killer Cross what is it Carrying Cross is his fed name Carry on, My Wayward Son there you go Carrion Cross attacked him from behind. There was a bunch of rattling pipes. It was actually a, a, a humorous <laughs> Very classic number. WWE backstage segment. Legitimately, it sounded like the if it, the collapse of some kind of building where he threw him.
2: I really thought this needed blood. They, and that's like, like a pre tape, you can do fake, fake blood. blood, but like yeah. just like I, when he hit the ground, I feel like you needed some sort of a blood splatter to really sell this because it kind of just looked
1: a little dorky. It actually reminds me a lot of his uh, impact debut. If you remember, there was like a well, he was stabbing where he was people out. or something. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> or a the pipe. He murdered Petey Williams eventually, and he put an X on the tummy. Yes, did <laughs> the, the, the Did he just switch from an X to a clock? <laughs> uh, well, he always had the clock. He was always a, that was part of his impact entrance. Oh, because the, cause the Doomsday,
2: well. which
1: yeah, so there there he is, Killer Cross. He's
2: Ah, good, I'm gonna still. be cautiously optimistic, but I hope that they have some good matches, or at least some good, some good Lance Archer-esque squashes for him, which is about his level. <laughs> and Scarlet's there too. Scarlet's oh, it's great. It, it's official. And um, people on Instagram and Twitter will really like the duo.
1: Yes, yes, they will, and, and that's Scarlet. truly
2: the most important factor.
1: Uh, The likes on Instagram for Scarlett is, in fact, the most important factor, especially when she's sexually eating a banana.
2: I mean, what more can you ask for?
1: What more can you ask for, indeed? Liam, match of the week!
2: I'm going to (laughs) go... Don't you dare. (laughs) Uh, uh, Riddle and Thatcher versus Strong Smell of Fish.
1: I am going to go... It's a toss-up for me between Baller and Eichner and... Uh, Tazawa and Scott, but I I'm leaning Balor and Eichner. I like that match a lot. That match, I I would go
2: with that over Scott and Tazawa as well.
1: Yes. So show of the week. NXT. This is honestly the first week in which I thought there was like a real big gap between these shows in favor of NXT. I thought NXT was a better show by an absolute landslide.
2: I really liked NXT this week. This,
1: this is this might have been my favorite episode of NXT in the run of NXT on USA. <laughs> Probably one of like the
2: mini takeovers might beat it. Yeah, they they did like a mini takeover a couple times, so
1: I'd have to go back and look at that. But
2: yeah, good show.
1: I like the show a lot. So yes, you vote NXT, I vote NXT. So NXT formally wins, but the poll did, as always, side with AEW. Uh, Come 81 percent to ninety. Just a bit of objectivity, please. Yeah, And in fairness, and it, you know
2: what it's... you know what it means, like. If you guys voted for the wrong one and we voted for the right one, that means that was your fault. So you know what? Pull your trousers up, look a bit better at the show, and get the right opinion.
1: There you go. Well done, NXT. (laughs) Well done, Triple H. You deserve... Actually, no, it it literally dressed in front of my eyes dropped to 80%, 20%. So well done, NXT. It's as if people are listening to this live somehow and it's making a comeback.
2: Well, boy, do I have news for you.
1: Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod if you'd like to vote in the poll every week. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrett. You can't follow Liam because he's gone private because he's a coward. Sorry,
2: <laughs> I didn't want you to actually mention it. <laughs>
1: I just wanted it to be a subtle thing that we didn't acknowledge.
2: The WarGames you know, account is my main account for wrestling now. That's you know, my you, announcement. You, you, you cannot trust
1: me not to do things. <laughs> you have to just bury me to the people. Listen, I have to, uh, what else can I do? I have to get myself over at your expense. Do you have to, though?
2: Yes. Hey, Garrett, what wonderful gifts have you received <laughs> in the last couple of days?
1: Oh, I got a, a copy of the Devil May Cry anime as part of my birthday. My birthday's not for two months. This is how thoughtful this person who sent it to me is that they sent me a birthday present two months early. And I will watch and it over the weekend and we'll
2: maybe talk about it at next week's show, I guess, maybe? I'll have you know
1: that on Monday,
2: more gifts will be arriving. Oh, wonderful. One of which you will like... <laughs> um, that anime's not very good, but hey... <laughs> It fit the meme. There and it was go. the most expensive gift by far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> meme presents. Get that blu- you know how hard it was to get presents. that Blu-ray, by the way?
2: <laughs> Why? Because like, like, all the Blu-rays that I found for it were all in the the region of like the US and mm. wouldn't be played on your Blu-ray player. <laughs> PS4. But, um, I mean. The DVD was available, but I was like, no. <laughs> He has to see Dante eating strawberry uh, sundays in beautiful Blu-ray
1: high definition. In the highest fidelity possible. Even though this is from, what, 2007? Yes. I, Which means it I, wasn't I, originally in high definition anyway, so. I,
2: It scaled up, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I watched, I remember first watching that on YouTube. <laughs> I think I was like... I might have been 10. It was the first piece of Devil May Cry media I ever ingested.
1: you're like, I must play all these games. I love this Dante. And then I didn't play the games for five more years. (laughs) There you go. Bang, bang, bang. Pull my devil trigger. If you'd like more all the wrestling coverage in your podcasting feed, check out Everything Elite. If you'd like more WWE television show coverage in your podcasting feed, check out Shake Them Ropes.
2: And go check out Garrett's bloody YouTube channel. Yes, go watch my Final Final Fantasy Fantasy
1: video. There you go. And I'm nearly finished. I definitely have watched it, and it's good. (laughs) <laughs> yes thank you Liam Liam the other day was like I watched Final Fantasy 7 I enjoyed it and I am like oh thanks so much Liam. and I was like no I meant the. Uh, but didn't you talk about, about the, the old remake? game
2: you didn't talk about the new game
1: uh yeah so so
2: like go. why why would I huh I'm all well about that new shit
1: thanks for listening and bye 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 bye
2: bye